already told in the morning that the evening session I will give some testimonies which happened in my personal life and in the family life and in the mission field in different places. First, let us turn to Psalm chapter, uh, Psalm 77, verses from 11. Psalm 77, verses from 11. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. And you, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. Here, the psalmist, when was in trouble and in grief and in discouragement and surrounded by dark clouds put into a gloomy situation, he was totally given up. He has totally given up, and he thought that there was no future for him. And he thought that God has forgotten him. And he thought that God ceased to show mercy and grace to him. Amen. So he thought that everything came to an end, and no future. Suddenly, he started to look back and remember the years in the mighty hand of God. And when he began to ponder over the great things God performed in his life, and when he recollected all the miracles and the wonders God performed in his life. Amen. His faith was boosted. And he forgot about uh, his uh, present gloomy situation. And uh, he began to look forward. And he was able to see the silver lining in the dark clouds. And uh, he started to praise God. And he started to worship the Lord. And he started to exalt the Lord. He said, oh, there is no God like our God. Hallelujah. So now I stand before you, remembering all the wonders God has done in our lives and in our ministries, which will boost your faith in the Lord, which will encourage you. If you turn to Acts chapter 2, verses from 47 to 40, 42 to 47, Acts chapter 2, verses from 42 to 47, you will read an account of uh, the futures or the characteristics of the early church. In verse 42, it says, they continued steadfastly in the doctrines of apostles, the teaching of apostles, and the fellowship, and in bread breaking, and in prayer. And mighty works, signs and wonders were worked out through the hands of apostles in the name of Jesus. And they all were with one accord. And they were together with the oneness, the unity, 
and the fellowship was so strong that uh, they forgot about all the differences of their backgrounds and they could realize that they were all one in Christ. There was a tremendous spirit of unity working in the early church. United we stand, divided we fall. The unity is a strength. The unity is a strength. The early church was strong in unity. Not only that, they considered everything as common. They were not selfish. And they felt and realized and experienced that they were the part of God's family, one family. Therefore, they sold all their belongings and they brought to the feet of apostles. And apostles received all the proceedings of the sales, but they did not keep for themselves. They did not put into their own pockets. They distributed to all according to the need of the members. So there was uh, nothing lacking for them. They had everything enough. The real communism and the socialism uh, were practiced in the early church. They did not uh, preach about these isms, <laughs> are propagated, but they practiced. <laughs> in this way, the grace of God was in abundance in the church. And every day they gathered in the temple and also in the houses. And they were together without guile. And they ate together. They praised together. In every home, they broke the bread. So every home was functioning as the church. So breaking was going on in every home every day. <laughs> And they were praising, and they were rejoicing. And also they established a good witness among the community around them. So they showed favor to the church people. And what was the result? Every day, people got saved, and God added to the church all those who got saved. So every day the church was growing. It was multiplying. That is the experience of the early church. Today we don't see the power of God prevailing in the church like in those days. The prayer life is very, very weak now. <laughs> People do not have time. We don't have time for God. We don't have time for prayer. We don't have time for word, but we have time, plenty of time for the world. So we lack the glorious experiences of the early church. Therefore, we are not able to attract the society, the community outside which is suffering. <laughs> So we have to realize our fallen nature and we have to cry to God to restore us. That is revival. Praise God. So God will restore because God is the God of restoration. From the first chapter of our Bible till the last chapter, 22nd chapter of Revelation, you see God is involved, has been involved in the act of restor restoring everything man 
have been invariably, consistently losing. <laughs> but God has never uh, uh, given up. And he continuously engaged in the act of restoring everything man loses. So we have a hope in the Lord. Our God is the God of restoration. Praise God. So I will give some testimony which will substantiate the truth that God is a prayer hearing God, prayer answering God. Psalm 65 verse 2 says, the God who, is, who hears our prayer. Because the God hears our prayer, the men will come to him. So our God is a prayer-hearing God. Not only that, he answers our prayer. Matthew chapter 7, 7 says, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Knock and it will be opened to you. Seek and you shall find. And... Also in Matthew, uh, in John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14, Jesus clearly says, whatever you ask in my name, Amen. you will receive. Right. So uh, God's promise is that if we ask, we will receive. Whosoever asks, receiveth. Matthew 7, 8. Yeah. So God knows to give good gifts to those who call upon him. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, says that he is a rewarder for those who seek him diligently. So when you come to God, you should believe that he is. And he is a rewarder to them who seek him diligently. So your prayer will not go in vain. Time spent on prayer is not a waste. It is not a waste of time. It is investment. So when you pray, you spend time. That is not wasting. That is not a spending also. It is investing. So when you pray, you invest time. When you invest, you can have the returns one day. So we have to give importance to prayer. When I was uh, in the government job, God called me for full time. He wanted me to resign my job and uh, serve him full time. I did not immediately respond to his call. I hesitated to resign. I wanted to continue in my job and also continue to do the ministry. As a layman, I wanted to do uh, serve God. But God wanted me to renounce everything and follow him fully, totally. And then it took a long time, but uh, the Lord did not give up. And again and again, he... Uh, convicted and he uh, encountered and he guided me at last uh, I obeyed and resigned the job. Then I thought that after resigning after three weeks of uh, waiting upon him in fasting and prayer and seeking for guidance I started my ministry thinking that uh, I will do marvelous and mighty things because now I was in, then I was in full time. But God did not allow me to continue in the ministry. He said, you suspend all your activities. You be just quiet in my presence, doing nothing but only being in his presence. So, it was a tough time for me because I came with a great dream of a, uh, fully uh, busy in the ministry because as I was working in the 
telephone department. I had to depend upon cashier leave, earn leave, and uh, uh, shift adjustments and off adjustments, uh, and uh, uh, so many uh, adjustments. So uh, it was not easy. Uh, I was not free to uh, do the ministry as I liked. So I was bound. But when God uh, called me for the ministry, I thought that uh, now, 24 into 7. <laughs> so I thought that uh, I will be busy day and night all the days. But the Lord asked me to suspend everything and wait upon him. Those who wait upon him will renew his strength Amen. and the soul high like an eagle. Because if we wait upon him, we will receive a new power. We will be empowered with power. That is why when Jesus, just before ascension of Jesus, he took the disciples to Mount Olives and he commanded them not to go out from Jerusalem and commanded them to tarry till you receive the promise of Father, till you are endued with the power from uh, heaven, you do not go out. So God commanded them to wait, tarry, be in prayer. So in obedience to Jesus' command, instead of going out and preaching the gospel, they came to Jerusalem and uh, climbed to the upper room and they continued steadfastly in prayer and supplication till the day of Pentecost. So for 10 days, no preaching, no ministry outside. They closed themselves within the four walls of the upper room and they prayed. So continued in prayer for 10 days. And on the day of Pentecost, which, which was the 10th day of their tarrying, the Holy Spirit came with mighty power, like a rushing wind Amen. and burning fire, Amen. and initiated the church. The first day, <clears throat> Peter stood up and preached. Thousands of people gathered there. And when they were there, Peter preached, and the preaching pricked their hearts. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. So the words proceeded from the mouth of Peter. He was not a theologian. He was not a philosopher. He was not an intellect. He was a, an ex-fisherman, <laughs> trained by Jesus just for three Years or three and a half years. But now when he stood up, 3,000 people accepted the gospel. And just they did not rise up their hand or sign the decision cards, but they came forward and went down into the water and they obeyed in water baptism and they were all added to the church and their number was around 3,000. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. So the early church was born in the atmosphere of prayer. Yeah. And uh, the apostles who started the church with prayer, when the believers added to them, all of them became prayer warriors. They became strong in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So they prayed and they prevailed. Praying church will be prevailing church. Praying church will be growing church. Praying church will be dominating church, reigning church. So prayer is very important. So when God called me, he asked me to carry. It's not for 10 days. It's not just for one month. <coughs> Excuse me. It is, <coughs> I had to wait for eight months without doing any ministry for eight months. After eight months, Lord asked me to 
go to the mountain. And uh, I climbed to the mountain with my wife and we started the ministry. <clears throat> and uh, God led us to start the ministry in a place in a small uh, tea estate uh, region where there was, there was no Christian church at the time. And uh, we started in a small house and we went around in the villages, preached the gospel every Sunday. And every Sunday after the service, we used to go and preach the gospel in every village. The people accepted us. They showed tremendous hospitality. So I thought that uh, the preaching of the gospel was so effective and uh, uh, impressive that uh, these people showed love and hospitality to, to us. But uh, in spite of preaching for one year, I could not see even one single soul get saved. <laughs> preaching went on very well, accepted by all people, but uh, nobody got saved. So after one year of tiling and moiling and preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel and reaching the unreached villages, we found no result at all. So I sat and started to pray and asked God, what is the reason why we are not able to see the fruits? Then Lord said, it is not by power or might. It is by the work of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to see the work of the Holy Spirit, you have to wait. You have to pray. You have to prepare the ground before sowing by praying. So we suspended our evangelistic activities and started to pray for one year, targeting 10 villages around our center. So I, there were 20 people in the early church. And uh, I divided them into 10 groups, each group with two. Those who were nearby so that they could come every day to gather and spend 30 minutes praying together. And also they could go to the village and uh, pray on site and uh, uh, continue to uh, saturate that place with a prayer. So in this way, we started to pray, targeting 10 villages around the center for continuously one year. So only prayer. Before the end of the year, Lord asked me to plan for an, in, uh, an aggressive evangelistic program. So we brought about 40 people from different parts of uh, South India and uh, for 10 days we penetrated into the villages and uh, preached the gospel. On the 10th day, 12 people took baptism and the account was opened. And since then, every month, continuously, baptism was going on. People from all those villages began to come and they, they were baptized. And uh, now in, uh, in Nilgiris, in that vicinity, you can see thousands of believers in different churches and different uh, denominations. But they all got saved during the 30 years. So uh, previously, there were very few Christians in very, only in three villages. Uh, that means uh, there is a community called Badagas. There were, there are 400 villages, but uh, only three villages had Christians in their community. But today, hundreds of villages have Christians. And there was persecution, but uh, in the midst of persecution, the church, uh, flourished and prospered. So God always answers prayer. Praise God. And uh, in 2005, 
God asked me to move to another city. I was uh, uh, in South India in a state called Karnataka, a place called Mysore. It was a very hard nut to crack, very hard. And uh, for many years, we could not see any breakthrough in the city. A city with uh, 10, uh, 1 million people had only less than 200 born again and spirit-filled believers. So out of 1 million, uh, God sent me there. So we prayed there. And uh, after many years of fasting and prayer and the engaging in spiritual warfare and doing prayer walk and uh, united fasting prayers, chain fasting prayers, and uh, we could see a breakthrough. Now hundreds of churches are there and thousands and thousands of believers are there. Then God said, your ministry is over here. You move to another city called Bangalore. But Bangalore is a center of Christian activities. There are more than 400 organizations headquarters uh, situated in, the, in that city. And uh, if you go to uh, the eastern part of the city or northern part of the city, you will see uh, everywhere Christians, everywhere churches, everywhere Christian activities. But uh, if you come to the western part of the city, uh, the story is different. You don't see the churches. So God uh, when God asked me to uh, go to Bangalore, I told, Lord, Bangalore has many churches. Why do you send me there where there is no need? But God said, uh, led me to another part of the city where there is no church and a lot of resistance and oppositions. And there also we started to pray and we could not see any fruit for many years. Even after seven, eight years, we could not see any breakthrough. Only 30 people uh, were there. Some uh, more people used to come, then some people used to go. So there was no uh, growth of the church, but we never gave up because we know that uh, our God is the prayer answering God. We continue to pray. And every year for 40 days, we uh, have chain fasting. And every day, People gather in the churches if we have church building, if no church building, in every houses, every day, believers uh, gather in the early morning, the whole uh, daytime, and also in the evening. So in this way, for 40 days, uh, we started to pray. And uh, now for the uh, past two years, we could see uh, breakthrough. And wherever we went through and uh, made prayer walks, now people are coming from those streets. And now we see about 80 to 90 people coming for the service regularly. And more people are now knowing about the ministry and they are coming. But they are, most of them are not Christians because no Christian in that area. No Christian church for six kilometers vicinity. Now we see God is working. Hallelujah. Yeah. So prayer always uh, is answered because our God is prayer answering God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, two years uh, back, three, uh, yeah, uh, three years back, I uh, started to uh, pray for a particular need. Uh, we were living in a small, uh, small house with the two bedrooms very small house, and uh, we were five members. On the weekends, my second daughter, who lived uh, 30 kilometers away, used to come, and there were five members. So 10 members uh, living for weekends was very, very uh, difficult. And uh, Saturday was a very important day because Sunday was a preaching day. Uh, so Saturday, I needed quite time to prepare. But uh, uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday, the uh, house will be crowded with people. So uh, my policy is not to spend more money 
on our own needs. So we have a practice, a policy, practicing for the past 39 years of full-time ministry to minimize our own expense so that we can maximize the expansion of God's kingdom. That is why in the uh, uh, 39 years, without uh, any foreign regular support or any missions uh, uh, support, we could uh, uh, establish more than 100 churches in six uh, states and uh, in two uh, other nations. And uh, we could raise uh, uh, 200 full-time workers uh, as missionaries and evangelists and pastors and teachers uh, who are working with us uh, uh, in different capacities in different places. So these were all possible because of uh, uh, our policy. So we did, uh, did not want to, uh, do not want to spend more money on us. My uh, youngest daughter, Jolene, is here. Huh? So she knows uh, how I calculate and spend money uh, for family purpose. So in this way, uh, we did not want to give uh, move to your house uh, with a high rent. So, uh, but uh, at the same time, we wanted to move to a spacious house uh, for the uh, facility for my uh, meditation and preparation for uh, ministry. So I prayed, Lord, uh, give me a house for, uh, with uh, three bedrooms for uh, hundred uh, pounds. That means a uh, ten thousand Indian rupee. Uh, ten thousand Indian rupee is uh, uh, big money. It is a monthly uh, income for uh, ordinary uh, labor. So uh, I did not want to spend more than that. Uh, but the market uh, price for the rent for my three bedroom house was 15,000 rupees. That means 150 pounds a month. But uh, I asked, Lord, give me a house for 100 pounds a month with the three bedrooms. So I started, from January, I started to pray and search for the house. For six months, I could not get. All the houses rent was uh, uh, 14,000 or 15,000 Indian rupee, 140 or 150 pounds. So at last I thought that uh, hey, it is uh, the uh, prevailing market rate. So I uh, at last thought that uh, there is no way to wait for a miracle to happen because it is uh, normal. So I, uh, sometimes I felt like giving a prayer and uh, going for 15,000 uh, rupee rent house. But uh, uh, after six months, and when the seventh month started, I uh, uh, told, no, I will continue to pray. God have his own way. God will open the door. In the month of uh, July, in the seventh month of prayer, one day, I received a phone call from one of our believers. He said, Pastor, uh, my company asked me to go to uh, London as a family and stay there for at least for three years and work there. So I said, okay, good. Then he said, uh, Pastor, we want uh, our, uh, to give our house uh, so that uh, you can come and stay in our house. It was a big house, five-bedroom house. And also, it is uh, located in Porsche area where the rent is very high. Uh, it would be uh, minimum uh, 250 to 300 pounds. That means uh, uh, 25,000 to 30,000 Indian rupee, which is a big amount for us. Uh, so I immediately asked, uh, how much rent uh, you want? That uh, uh, brother told, Pastor, no rent. You come and stay free. <laughs> Praise God. So now, third year we are uh, living in the house without rent, without advance. Uh, you have to pay at least uh, 
2,500 to 3,000 uh, pounds as uh, advance money if you go uh, to take a rented house. But no advance money, no rent free. So uh, uh, we stayed uh, uh, in his house before uh, coming to uh, your place. Uh, so we asked uh, uh, because at the end of three years, their time will over and they will come. So we asked, what about your future plan? They said that we have made up my mind, our mind to continue to stay in London. <laughs> so we would be here for another two or three years. Therefore, uh, we now know that we will continue in the same house without rent. Amen. Hallelujah. So God is a miracle-working God. But you have to wait till he answers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't give up. He will, God does everything beautifully in his time. <laughs> yes, Solomon says, <laughs> he does everything beautifully in his time. So uh, we have to wait till God answers. God will answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, so the early church was uh, so strong in prayer because the church knew that uh, God works when the church prays. <laughs> and not only that, uh, there's another thing I want to tell you, that the early ch church was a giving church. Not only praying. Praying is easy because uh, it is uh, uh, free. <laughs> you need not pay to pray. But uh, the early church did not stop with praying, but uh, it also engaged in giving. Sacrificially giving. Selling out the possessions, wealth, the house, the land, and uh, giving it to the church is not easy. But they practiced. They sold out everything. And they gave to the church. Therefore, the church was flourishing. The community called the church was blessed because of giving of the believers. So Jesus said, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Give and it shall be given unto you. How? With full measure. Pressed down. Amen. So Jesus says that if you give, it will be given unto you, not in the measure as you give, but uh, it will be given many times. So your giving will multiply and it will be written to you. Yes, if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. But uh, if you sow Generously, you will reap generously. The more you sow, the more you reap. The less you sow, the less you reap. That is a principle in sowing and reaping. I think tomorrow morning, Jeff quoted that. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. I started to give to God even before I got saved. <laughs> when I was... Uh, uh, 14, I was 15 years old boy. I started to give to God. I earned one rupee when I was in the seventh class. When I, I earned one rupee, I took 10 paise and went to the pastor and gave, pastor, I brought my tithe. <laughs> it was uh, just 10 pennies. But uh, it was... Uh, uh, the one-tenth uh, of uh, my earning, 100 penny. So I gave 10 penny to God. And uh, my pastor received that and uh, prayed and blessed. Within two months, I could give uh, two rupees and three rupees. That means uh, uh, I could earn many times. When I just, uh, I was in the seventh class. So before 
I could finish my studies, I gave uh, the tithe, which was more than one monthly salary of a government employee. So in this way, God blessed when I began to give. And when I came to the ministry in 1977, I started to give tithe, as usual. In one year, we gave uh, tithe. Then when we started the second year of our full-time ministry, me and my wife, Grace, decided that as servants of God, we have to give more. So we started to give 15%. Whatever we got, we separated 15% and they gave to other ministry. So when we started the third year ministry, then we start, we will increase giving God. So we started to give 20%. And God began to give back more. So when we started the fourth year, we decided to give 25%. So we gave to God 25%. Then the fifth, after that, we decided that we would give everything to God and take only the minimum amount for our basic needs, like food and shelter. So we decided that we would not use the offering money to buy any uh, things, expensive things for our own use. So we have been uh, keeping that policy by God's grace till now. And, but God gives everything. We, got a, we have a car. In India, having a car is uh, very expensive. But uh, we have a car which we did not buy. <laughs> Uh, we have a house for which we don't pay rent. So when we give to God, God gives back in many folds. Praise God. And uh, my daughter, uh, Joyline, could come to Glasgow and uh, st uh, study her master's degree. It's a, it, is a, it is a miraculous provision. Even very big rich people who earn more money cannot easily send their uh, children to uh, uh, London or to UK to, uh, for higher studies. It is very expensive. But we never thought that uh, she would come here and study without any burden. Lord wonderfully supplied and she could finish her studies. So uh, in November she will have her convocation. So. God is a prayer answering God. Amen. I will give another instant of uh, prayer, uh, honoring our giving. One day, uh, I had uh, Indian... Do you understand when I say Indian rupee? Uh, because if I say it in pounds, it will be very, very <laughs> small amount. Uh, which will not be a big uh, uh, miracle for you, according to your dimension or measurement. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, I had only 100 rupees, Indian rupee, with me one day. Uh, a man of God from other state came to my place to visit me. So in India, if a servant of God visits a house, a family, or a man of God, we will not send them uh, back empty hand. We will give an offering. If anybody comes to our house, or anybody's house, if uh, he's a servant of God, it is a custom to give an offering and send them. So this man came, and uh, I had only 100 rupees. I arranged a meeting for him and uh, uh, put him in a room. But I did not have any money to give. I had only 100 rupees. The next day morning, I had to uh, catch the first bus at 5.30 and uh, go to a place. So I had the money only uh, sufficient for my trip. So at uh, 11 o'clock in the night, when I uh, had to bid bye to him, uh, there was a struggle in me. What to do? If I give 50 rupees to him, then with that uh, balance 50 rupees, I cannot uh, go 
uh, uh, on my uh, trip. So I was in dilemma. Even if I gave, uh, gave five, 50 rupees, it was not a good uh, offering to him. So I was hesitating what to do. At last, uh, a word came to my uh, mind that uh, do not worry about tomorrow. But uh, tomorrow means uh, only six hours left because 11 p.m. I have to uh, leave at uh, 5.30. So uh, at least at 5 o'clock, I should have the money to go. But the word says, do not uh, worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but uh, practically, it is only six, uh, six hours. But uh, during that time, you won't get any money from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, so no chance to get money. But uh, when the word came, immediately I obeyed. And I gave that 100 rupee to that uh, uh, pastor and came home and told my wife that uh, I had given that 50, uh, 100 rupees to the pastor. Then my uh, wife asked, uh, then what about your journey tomorrow? I said, I will go. How would you go? Do you have extra money? I told no. But uh, then how would you go? God will give, I will go. <laughs> so I packed up everything and at uh, 12 o'clock I went to bed. Uh, at 4.45 I woke up and I was in prayer. At 4.45 or 50, when I just started to pray, somebody knocked the door. In that, uh, I was living in a high mountain area where uh, uh, Martin's family, her parents uh, uh, are living, and he also was born and brought up there. <laughs> so uh, it is more than 6,000 feet uh, elevation, very cold place. No bus comes at that time. No guest comes at, at that time. You will see nobody walking on the road at that time. But uh, at 4.45, somebody knocked the door. So I went and uh, I opened the door to my surprise. Uh, the police inspector of that uh, town was uh, standing, trembling uh, in the uh, cold, shivering in the cold. And uh, he said, Pastor, excuse me. Uh, I don't know whether what uh, I'm doing is right or wrong. I had a, a unique experience today. I, he, I told him immediately, well, first of all, get into the house. <laughs> then he got into the house and he said, uh, at, uh, uh, just five minutes before I woke up and went to the uh, 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 washroom and he came back and uh, I started to uh, cover myself with a blanket to continue my sleep. But uh, suddenly... I heard a voice, God speaking, you go, take the money with uh, what you have and go and give to Pastor John Elangovan. So he was uh, actually not very close to me. Uh, he lived in that uh, uh, town, but uh, uh, he worked in that town, but he lived 100 uh, um, uh, kilometers away in another city. So he has seen at times, that's all. We were not very close friends. Uh, so he hesitated. Uh, he said, uh, I, uh, that, uh, then I thought that uh, it's not uh, uh, the right time to now go and give. He uh, told that uh, I thought that uh, uh, after uh, 7 o'clock I would go and give. But uh, the Holy Spirit did not allow him to uh, lie on the bed. He pushed him and uh, he came and he told, Pastor, please forgive me if it is wrong. I don't know whether uh, it is the right thing I'm doing, but I felt like this. So he took the money and he gave to me. It was 247 rupees. And I, then I told, Brother, this is a, a, a situation. So I explained what happened and how I needed money at that time. So before 5 o'clock, I got the money. 11 o'clock, I gave 100 rupees. Uh, before 5 o'clock, I got 247. No bank will give so much in return. Praise God. Not only that, since then, every month that the police inspector started to give every month, 200 or 300 every month, sometimes 500 rupees. So as long as he stay, worked in that town, Every month he gave an offering. You see, 
I gave one time, God gave hundreds of times. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he is a miracle working God. So if you pray, you can see miraculous provisions. If you give, you will receive. Hallelujah. So I can ever give hundreds of testimonies about how God blessed when I gave to him. And my daughter, the eldest daughter, is also pastoring a pastor's wife. They are pastoring a church. And they know about this experience. So they also, when started to do the ministry, started to give to God. So they started with the tithe. And then now at present, they are giving 60% to God. And they are practicing. If they get 10,000, they give 6,000 to God. They use only 4,000. So 40% for them, 60% for God. So by God's grace, all uh, our daughters are givers because they grew up in the family where we saw God blessing when we give to God. Hallelujah. So I can go on giving many instances where God proved that he is faithful. So he is not a debtor to anybody. If you give, Lord will give back many folds. So if you want financial blessing, you give to God. But don't give with the greediness. Give with the love for God. Because God gave his only begotten son for us. And Jesus gave his precious blood for us to redeem us from the sin. And he gave his life for us. It is because of love. God so loved and gave his son. Jesus loved us, therefore he died for us. So, as a reciprocal act we have to give. Motivated not by greediness but by love. Love makes you to give. The Macedonian believers were were tremendous givers. They were not rich people. They were in utter poverty, suffering. But Paul says that God gave them a special grace to give more than their capability. Beyond their ability, they could sacrificially give to God. And Paul's mission was carried on because of the sacrificial giving of the Mesopotamian church. (coughs) Sorry. So let us give to God. And in our mission field, we have seen prayer answered when we prayed for sick people. Many Hindu priests who were practicing idolatry, who were worshipping God and serving God, their gods, now they are pastors. So in Orissa field, there is a man called Manglu. When he was in the high school, he was possessed with the village deity. So every Tuesday, he would sit and the spirit will come and he will tell fortunes to the people. So people from around the city will come. If any sickness, they will bring the sick people to him. So he was the village priest when he was in his teenage. And he used to have the long hair. And he looked like a Hindu guru. And in that village, our missionaries went and preached the gospel. And when he received the tracts, He went home and read, and the Holy Spirit began to work in his heart. 
and he realized that uh, the spirit which he was serving and the the so called god was not god and he believed that jesus is god so he gave up and he has accepted christ and now he is a pastor recent recently we built a church in the place called dumal and we opened the first church in that vicinity and he is a pastor hallelujah so now god uses him to heal many people in the name of jesus amen hallelujah so we have seen wonderful things in near bangalore there is a place called konigal and there our missionary started the gospel and the church planting and there was a temple in that village and the temple priest was there and the temple priest sister was sick and she was in the death bed and our missionary went there and preached the gospel and somebody told about this so he went and saw this dying woman and prayed instantly she got up and she got healed and she accepted christ and many saw that miracle and in that village many came to christ and the priest was very angry against the people who accepted christ and one day in the dream the uh, god uh, the goddess uh, whom he was serving came in the dream and told that uh, uh, i am not able to come to your village i am now outside the village i am not in the temple i am now not able to enter into the village he asked why Uh, the uh, god has told that uh, because of the christians i am not able to enter so ask them to go out <laughs> so then the priest realized that uh, the god eh, who uh, the goddess whom he served was useless because it fears uh, christians so what about christ then he believed christ hallelujah so many stories happen like this in many villages in orissa state in one district where by god's grace we have established worship groups in 53 villages where there was no christian at all and other five blocks are there and we are concentrating there in order to establish the churches in all the left of villages so my dear brothers and sisters god lives jesus is alive Amen. he hears our prayer yes. he honors our giving yes. and he still works miracles he still performs wonders if you believe you will see the glory of god and in the midst of all these miracles and wonders and mighty things lot of persecution opposition but in the midst of all the oppositions persecutions god's mighty hand is there and he reveals his glory and he manifests his power and with that we are able to overcome the obstacles and withstand the persecutions and continue to preach the gospel and plant the churches so uphold us in our prayers Uh, there were 200 men and women working in different parts taking the gospel and uh, preaching the gospel and planting the churches shall we close our eyes god never changes jesus never changes jesus is same yesterday today and for evermore the lord jesus who worked in the early church is the same today he is able to work in the same manner even today in the church which is his body so we should not think that the things of the first century cease to function as long as the holy spirit is dwelling in the church as long as the church is on earth 
the Holy Spirit will be there. Because Jesus sent the Comforter to stay forever till the end, till glorification of the church, the Holy Spirit will be in the church. When the Holy Spirit is in the church, he will work. But if he wants to, he has to work, then you have to pray. When the early church prayed, the Holy Spirit worked. If you pray, the Holy Spirit will work. Increase the prayer. Accelerate the prayer force. Commit yourself for a season of prayer. And start giving to God. And believe for miracles. Have faith in God. Have the faith of God. And believe all the accounts of miracles, signs and wonders mentioned in the Bible, whether in the Old Testament or New Testament, if you believe, you can see the miracles being worked in your life. Not only in your life, through your life also, God can do greater things and mighty things. I wish this church will rise up. This church will be revived and the lost glory will be restored and the church will get back all the lost and the church will grow. The church will grow. Church is a living organism. Church is a living organism. One of the characters of the living thing is the growth. The living thing will grow. It will propagate. So the church will spread out. The church will grow as, in the, as the early church. The early church, in spite of the Judaism, opposition, martyrdom, persecution, threatening, intimidation, in spite of all these factors, the church was moving forward. The church was moving forward. So the perse in persecution, the church will not perish. In persecution, the church will flourish. So you have many negative factors working against you. But God says, the weapons which are fabricated against you will not prosper. So don't worry about all the negative factors working against you. The Holy Spirit is working in you. When the Holy Spirit works, you can move forward. As a whole church, commit yourself to see the glory of God in the church, the glory of Christ over the church. All the early apostolic days of experiences may be experienced by you. It is possible. It is possible. The Acts of Apostle is not a, a story, it is a history. Right. It is a history. History repeats itself. History means it will repeat itself. So the early church history will repeat in you if you believe. Hallelujah. Shall we all lift up our hands and pray, Lord, we want to see Holy Spirit working in our lives, in our church. We want to see the restoration work of God in us. And we want to see the revival breaking out in our church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Commit yourself for a season of prayer. Commit yourself to spend time in prayer. Prayer brings victory. Prayer brings God's power. Prayer brings growth for the church. Oh, hallelujah. Prayer breaks all the barriers and opens a way for you. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the answer. Don't neglect prayer. Give importance to prayer. As a church, come together and pray so that the place will shaken and the foundation of the devil will crumble down and the kingdom of God will be established. Oh, wonderful God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
praise you. What you have, give to God. Start giving. Don't wait for prosperity. In poverty, you start giving to God. Give generously. Give more to God. And you will see the blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Believe for miracles. The healing room ministry will flourish. If prayer is accelerated, every, every time you gather for a healing room, in the healing room, you will see miracles happening. Oh, hallelujah. You can see blind eyes open. You can see deaf hearing. You can see dumb speaking. You can see lame walking. You can see dead coming to life. Expect great things. Attempt for great things and expect great things. And believe and you will see glorious things, marvelous things. Oh, shakara duramadiyalama. Shababababaradiyalama. Oh, hallelujah. Renew your strength in the Lord. Receive a new anointing right now. Receive a new anointing. Receive a prayer anointing. Receive the spirit of faith. Receive a tremendous spirit of faith. Let the power of faith work in you. Oh, hallelujah. Let the spirit of doubt go away. Spirit of faith come and dominate over you. Loving Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you for this evening. Lord, you are living God. You are unchanging God. Lord, the accounts of the Bible will never fail. Lord, we know that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Lord, as today, I have given many testimonies about your marvelous doings. I pray that these testimonies will quicken their spirit. It will impart a new faith in them to expect greater and mighty things. And I pray that I speak growth to this church. I speak a special prayer anointing in the church. I speak a tremendous spirit of faith to work in this church. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, shakara duramaba. I speak in Jesus' name. Standing in the anointing of apostles. I release God's blessing over this church. I release the growth for the church. I release the forward march of the church. Oh, a special prayer anointing over the church. A grace to give more and more generously. Oh, I speak prosperity with purpose. Prosperity which will expand God's kingdom. Let all the weapons being fabricated against the progress of the church will not prosper in Jesus' name. The church will jump over all the hurdles and move forward victoriously. I bless everyone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.